You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. For those that have been listening at home, I thank you. But for those that are listening at home, I'm going to have you play along with me at home today for this episode. We're going to have a little fun in today's uh, episode of NFT 365. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Of course, if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit subscribe. We are getting closer to the season finale of season one. And then we are excited for what we have coming for season two. And we want to make sure that you're not missing any of all the exciting news and things that we have happening, including the last week there, that week that we have for closing out season one, uh, that week of November 11th, we're going to be doing Twitter spaces each night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We also have a full uh, array of fun uh, activities on November 11th. So if you're listening to this prior to November 11th, definitely come over on November 11th, hang out with us. We're going to be on Twitter spaces, in the metaverse, on the Discord. We're going to be DJing. We're going to be metaverse and walking the, the Mint 365. We might even have a, a teen mom after show. You'll have to stick around and figure out what that is. And shout out to Leslie for uh, that idea on our team. Uh, much appreciated that. So with that being said, you know the I posed a question um, to the Twitters. And I wanted to kind of break down my thoughts and bring in some of the answers that were there. And it's something fun. You know, like I, I'm a big believer in defining success but defining success can be oftentimes overwhelming because like the unknown but it also can be something that we don't do a good job of redefining success so for this episode my goal is not not for you to like all of a sudden have like this like aspirations of owning a blue chip nft like that's not the goal of this experiment my my goal is it's hopefully going to help us realize that we need to re-examine our definition for, of success, the more that we embrace early adoption, the more that we go on this journey, uh, especially within NFTs and Web3. Because here's the thing, as we get smarter, as we decide things that we like, things that we don't like, guess what also changes? Our definition of success. But most of the time, we don't change our definition. Oftentimes, we are like, oh yeah, I got into NFTs because I wanted, I believed in this or I wanted this to happen. But we forget that like what, what we we got into it originally has also changed. So what I would like you to think about, and I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about it. If you're driving, don't you know, write down this, but if you're, if you're not driving, uh, I would love for you to kind of like write this down or we're going to put the tweet in the show notes. I'd love for you to reply to the tweet with your answer. I think it'll be fun for us to look back on. Um, I will gladly highlight it and engage with those that are replying. But here's the question. Are you ready? I think you're ready. I think you are ready. If you could own any NFT for free, so like just imagine that I'm going to buy you an NFT, any NFT, no matter the amount of ETH or Avalanche or Solana or whatever that may be, I'm going to give it to you, but here's the, here's, the, here's the caveat before you pick which NFT. You could never sell the NFT. So the amount the NFT is worth is not the, the value proposition here. You would have to keep this NFT as your profile photo for the rest of your life 
for the rest of your Twitter life, for the rest of the time that you're doing this, right? So you have to keep this as your Twitter profile photo, but you would get all of the benefits of a typical holder. So if there's airdrops, if there's uh, residual uh, income, if you're getting uh, you know, land or whatever that may be, you're going to get all the normal benefits and... No one would know that you can't sell it or, you know, it's not like you would be, uh, you would have like a, a, you know, a special NFT. You would actually get the NFT, but the agreement would be you are not allowed to sell the NFT. So the question becomes, which NFT project would you select in that scenario? Now, I will tell you, when I put this out, I, I, I love crafting this kind of thing because I don't want people to immediately jump to like crypto punks, bored apes. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, like the, the kind of like the, the blue chip of blue chips. So the reason I required two of the things, one of them being you can't sell it, is I want you to think about like, what is that like core reason you would hold this NFT? And the reason I want you to make it your PFP is because, well, I do believe the art matters, especially in a, in a component of us promoting and demonstrating what we're involved in. Now, here's the funny part about this, though. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, just because it's going to be your PFP for life doesn't mean that it has to be sexy or amazing art, right? Like, it just means, like, that would be what people would represent your little uh, circle icon would be for the, you know, the, for the entire time. So, before I give you my answer or my thoughts or I break down some of the ones that I expected, um, I wanted to jump in. Now, I will tell you, just like everything in NFTs, uh, I, I love you all, and sometimes you do not disappoint. I knew that some people would go to whatever NFT that they hold the most in their, NF in their bag and say that NFT. Because that's kind of how we work sometimes. Like Sometimes we're like blinded and we have a bias just simply based on what we hold. And so I have, some, I have a bunch of friends, like Ape Liquid got a, a lot of shout outs. And uh, Ape Liquid's a great one, by the way. Let's, let's put that out there as an answer. But I, I did think it was funny. Like I, I almost thought I should have put in to the criteria, maybe this is a future one, it can't be an NFT that you currently hold. That might have been a that might have been another criteria that I would have put because I I think it would have helped us kind of uh, remove some of the biases. Um, we had some bulls and apes shoutouts, uh, which you know the you know for those that were, for those that were picking a project that was already their current PFP, it was a little harder for me to like kind of like you know believe or embrace that you like fully went in. But what I like is my whole idea of this was that I wanted you to say the why. And so a couple of people did say the why. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Lorenzo. Lorenzo said he would pick the Bulls and Apes project because A, it's great art. B, the tokenomics is great fun. C, as it sits in my wallet, it produces valuable assets, which he's referring to um, the teen bulls that you get on there. And he said, I am a Fanzo podcast supporter and I got my first Bulls and Apes after listening to him talking about the NFT project many times. Oh, that hits me in the feels. I love knowing that we connect people with great projects that they absolutely love. So I love that. Uh, tap Tap Kaboom, which is a cool Twitter handle. He said, uh, or she said, or they said, I would go with Deadfellas. There's so much artistry in everything they do, and they have a super creative community. Now, I will tell you, I've heard great things about the Deadfellas community. I will also openly admit I have really no connections or affiliation or know much about their project other than like what the public persona is of Betty and the team. And I've heard nothing but good things. So I, I, I love that one, um, you know, being the answer. Um, Jason Keith, who has been a guest of the podcast, who is the founder of the, uh, the Social Fresh Dow, he's been doing some great things in here. His answer was doodles all damn day. 
And I was like, oh, interesting. Now, I challenged him back because I told him, I love the trajectory of doodles. But personally, just, just me personally, the doodles art doesn't do it for me. And so, like, as much as I, lo- I love the team they've built, I love the partnerships they've built, I, I love the, the origin of that project. Like, I think it has, it has like, the, um, it has the right bones. <laughs> I can't think of it. Like, it's when, when, I, when they say, like, oh, that house has great bones, right? Like, I think Doodles has that. Now, um, Jason's partner, who is also a great friend of mine, Nicole, she replied back, world of women all damn day. And so her answer was world of women. And I will tell you, that was one, um, and I'll, I'll explain why, that would be one that's up there on my list uh, near the top, um, and partially because of what it's done for the space, but also what I believe their, um, their board and who is involved in that project is going to be able to do. So I think that's one um, that I think will be um, a really interesting one uh, as we move forward. We got lots of people, uh, Xander, uh, Photox, uh, Burn Nation, Flying Beast, uh, all of them gave massive shout outs to the AI apes. Of course, we had Ken Gape on the podcast. So uh, anyone that's a big fan of, of Ken Gape, um, I don't blame them at all. Uh, we did have a guy named Tim Patterson who decided his opinion uh, was worthy here. And he just said, dude, NFTs are a tech bro scam. So thank you, uh, Tim, for chiming in on the uh, the tweet. Apparently, that was uh, something you felt like you needed to say. I'm not even going to address that because... Uh, and Tim and I follow each other. And I've known, I know who Tim is, but um, I digress. Uh, Hugo, and this is one that I thought we, I was going to get way more of, and I think for many people that are listening, it, it probably will be the one that a lot of people will answer. He said, for me, it's 100% Moonbirds. Now, I think Moonbirds, you know, from the team with Kevin Rose and who they've built, um, you know, it's under the Proof Collective, uh, you know, uh, piece. I will just tell you, like, I listen to each one of the Proof uh, even though I'm not in the proof ecosystem at all, I don't own a proof pass. Don't get me started on why I didn't buy one when I had an opportunity to do so under one ETH. Oh, oh what I could have, should have, um, didn't. Um, I don't own a Moonbird. I don't own a Oddities. But I, I love what Kevin Rose and them are building. Um, and I will just tell you, Moonbirds is one um, that doesn't surprise me that is uh, way up there on the list. Uh, my good buddy, Austin, a super gay dad, uh, he said Doodles as well. He said that Evan, the founder of Doodles, happened to go to University of Calgary, which is part of his reason he is in Calgary. And for those that are in Calgary, please stay warm. I heard these things about these like up 15 things that you guys have, that it's so damn cold in Calgary that you can't even walk around your city uh, in the winter. And I was like, I want to visit Calgary. I'm not sure I want to visit whenever you guys have to use these like up 15 things. But uh, you'll hear more about Austin and Super Gay Dad uh, because I've uh, I've teamed up with him and uh, his team on on their project. But I love that he he actually said he loves what they've done with engineering, and they have a really cool roadmap. And they have inspiring. And, and I thought that was a really um, a, a neat answer. Got a couple other, um, you know, we got two more people. Uh, Damien mentioned Dead Fellas. Uh, the Holder uh, curator said Doodles. A couple more mentions for um, Ape Liquid, uh, which, you know, I, a lot of the Ape Liquid family um, you know, replied. I will give a shout out to Spider. Spider is a member of the community. Been super active in our Discord. Spider, I appreciate you. He actually said, RTF, uh, see, this is how this is me every time I do this. RTF FKT, but it's really called Artifact. Uh, and if anyone remembers the podcast episode we did, uh, I think it was like day four. If you go back and listen to day four of the podcast, um, 
I I thought RTFKT and Artifact were two different projects. Like I was really confused because I had taken a picture and was in a raffle to try to win an Artifact. Uh, and I, I, I thought Artifact started with an A. Hey, whatever. Um, he said, Clonex Artifact. Uh, he said, their NFT art is what made me get into NFTs in the first place. It has nostalgia. I love that. I love that part of um, you know you know the reasoning for uh, people loving uh, their you know their PFP or their projects. Um, we had some other people that you know mentioned. Uh, you know, a couple of people did say you know which I expected. Uh, a couple of people said uh, Bored Apes or anything in the Yuga family. Um, Delphi Cat on our team said Boss Beauties. Uh, she said, no question, massive uh, achievements by this project on a global scale, empowering women and girls collabs with Marvel and Barbie. Awesome evolutions with Super BBs, which... Shout out, Super BBs is in our Mint 365 collection, and she loves uh, the original art. Uh, I, I think I think that's a great. Pro- I think that's a project not only is undervalued, but it's a project that we will look back on and be like, why the hell did we not buy it when the floor was under 0.3? Because they do have those bones that I was talking about. Now, so those are some of the people that replied to my tweet. Now, I did get some DMs of some people that are like, hey, Brian, I don't want to like put this on blast, but you know, here are my thoughts. But here's, here's where I want to flip on this. The funny part about this is not as many people just went to a blue chip project. Now, I will say, I think that's partially because I have some of the best audience and followers in all of Twitter. And I'm very biased by saying that, but I love each and every one of my followers. Oh, not everyone. Let's just say 99% of you uh, that follow me on Twitter. I love you. And I like, I will say like, if you, if, if there are other people, quote unquote, thought leaders in uh, in the NFT space, if they put this out to their community, I think a majority of people would blanketly just say, CryptoPunks, Bored Ape, Yugo Labs, uh, MeBits, uh, because they would just want the one that was worth the most amount of money. Even though one of the criteria, as I said, was you don't get any value for it being worth money because you're not going to be able to sell it, right? So one of the things I wanted to kind of pull up as I look at this and as I kind of like analyze this for this one is I'm going to OpenSea and I'm clicking stats and then I'm clicking all, right? So I want to look at the, the, the global stats of all the NFT projects, you know, well, is OpenSea being broken C at the moment? Of course it has to do that. Well, so of course Yuga, the Yuga um, labs team, you know, they own like the top. Um, if you look at like uh, volume, uh, NFT volume. They own like the top, I know, four of the top uh, five, uh, you know, uh, slots are them. But, you know, as I was kind of going down, I will tell you one of the ones that jumped out at me, I don't own one, but I've always kind of just loved what they represent, who they are. And this might be a surprising for everyone that's out there. And I hope everyone kind of thought about which one they might have. The Nouns DAO. The Nouns DAO is actually a project that I just think I don't think they've even started innovating. Like they are, they're, they're such a unique use case and the way that their project has been brought to life. I think their team is great. Uh, if you don't follow Nounsdow over on TikTok, they pre- actually create some really fun, entertaining content over on the, on the ticker talkers uh, so that you can, uh, you know, check them out over there. So that's actually one that like jumped uh, to mind uh, to me. And then of course I did have some friends that, that, uh, that chimed in, uh, and they were like, hey, it's probably the first project that I'm in. Uh, I posted this over on Facebook. I had um, Andy Stork, uh, you know, shout out to Andy. Um, Andy said, uh, VFriends Gift Goat, which is the one that he owns. Um, he said that would be his forever. It's the NFT that he never will, will sell. And it's the one that's provided him the most value. 
Now, I will say a little bit of a spoiler alert. When I typed up this tweet and I was thinking about it myself, that's actually the NFT I thought of. If I was going to pick one under this criteria, I think it would be the VFriends gift code. Mainly because not only is it in the Gary V ecosystem, and I am a thousand percent bullish in Gary. Uh, I, I don't really care what happens to the crypto market, or the NFT market. I do believe what Gary Gary is is someone that I believe will deliver and continue to deliver no matter what the, the you know the economy or the trends or things happen. But for those that don't know what Gift Goat um, entails, it, when you minted it, it entitled you for over three years. You would get cu- eighteen custom gifts for holding the gift goat. And some of them, people have been able to sell for like 40 and 50 ETH on the secondary market. And they've ranged from like a custom liquor bottle to an exclusive jacket. You, you might've seen people wearing these jackets. They're white and green with a bunch of patches on them. Um, it, like a really cool, so like I think Gary did a great job of um, residual value on top of it. Um, I will say part of the problem with the gift goat is, uh, sorry Gary, but uh, your art kind of sucks. Uh, so like having that as my PFP, I'm like, I'm not really sure about that. Right. Um, we did get some love for cool cats. Uh, I know there's a lot of cool cat, uh, you know, friends and family of the show here that, that people love cool cats. Um, I did have one person over there, um, you know, <laughs> shout out to actually <laughs> shout out to, um, my good friend, uh, who she's doesn't really listen Lauren. She doesn't listen to a lot of the podcast, but she listened to the interview with Mac, um, from crypto kitties. And she said, why would you not want to own one of the original NFTs of all time? And just to the fact that you would represent that as one of the, uh, you know, the, 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 like the original OGs. Now, I find that kind of funny because like the crypto kitties and like the floor price isn't that great. And I don't know much about their community, but definitely would be, you know, an interesting one um, to go forward. I will say uh, one of the things that I, I've seen recently in my feed, uh, I don't know how many people are in Goblin Town, but there's kind of like a cult around Goblin Town to the point where many of the whales have got goblin tattoos. And I'm talking the biggest whale in Goblin Town got his entire col- collarbone with goblintown.wtf across it. I mean, I said that you have to wear this as your PFP for life. This dude and some of the people in Goblin Town have taken that to the whole nother level, right? Um, it's also funny because like Mechaverse, which was a project that I first felt like I finally won the lottery on, um, that, that one's a very interesting project from uh, that component. Uh, you know, you have Invisible Friends, you have the MFers. But I think, you know, as I like think about this idea, I think the reason I wanted to put this out there for everybody is that if we think about like long term, like if we couldn't sell it, so it's not about what we could get selling an NFT. And it's more about what the, the art represents and then our faith in what that community is going to continue to deliver. There's definitely some projects that I think that are out there that are really low entry points right now that are probably a great way to get into the ecosystem, right? So maybe you can't afford a VFriend Series 1. VFriend Series 2, the floor is 0.33. Maybe you can't afford a women, uh, World of Women, one of their uh, OGs, but the World of Women Galaxy floor is 0.24 right now. Um, one of my favorite projects that might have been on my list, Alien Friends, because I just, 
I would tell you of all the discords that I no longer have access to, that might be one that I miss. Um, you know, early on alien friends community was just like a cool group of people that were just sharing alpha openly. Um, it was before I started the podcast. Uh, I just really loved what, you know, like kind of like who they were, what they represented. Uh, another group that, you know, that I will just say is, um, you know, if, you know, when I look at one that I don't own or one that I don't have, um, a ton in, uh, I will just tell you the, if I didn't pick V friends and gift goat, it would probably be gutter cat gang. Cause I will just tell you the people that I know that are in gutter cat gang and what gutter gang gutter cut cat gang represents there's something really cool about what they're building and who they are and what they represent long term now you know the the other answer to this could also be like what is their financial back end right like we know what yuga yuga labs is you know was evaluated at 1.5 billion dollars or multiple billions dollars i think actually they were they were even more of that right but you could also say like with artifact right artifact is owned by nike uh, Nike owns that. Like, why would you not want to own something in the artifact ecosystem? Because guess what? Nike's been around for a while and, uh, I don't think they're, they're going anywhere, um, anytime soon, uh, you know, either. So like that would be an interesting one. But I think for those that are like listening, of course we did get some, uh, shout out. I, I want to, don't want to be biased. We got some shout out for psychedelics anonymous. Uh, a couple of people put that one out there. Most of you know that I've loved that project, uh, early on. It was, by far one of my favorite projects that have been um, in my bag. We got we got love for Wolfgang. We got love for Subducks. Uh, Subducks was another one that has a pretty uh, tight knit community. And then the last one uh, we got also got a couple people that uh, gave massive shout outs was the um, Atom Bomb Squad. And I will just tell you, if you meet anybody that's in the Atom Bomb Squad, they love the Atom Bomb Squad, which I think tells you a lot. I also think their art is kind of creative and cool as well. So I think you know when when we think about like like this whole podcast episode, the reason I, I made this topic, most of you know, as much as other shows are here for entertainment, I do try to make something either inspirational, motivational, or, or educational. But I think it's just kind of fun to think about for a minute to say like, what if you could sell five or six NFTs in your wallet today that you kind of like to buy one of these projects that you would wear as your PFP for life? What if you could do that right now? The chance of you probably regretting it it's probably very slim, right? But, you know, because people always say, like, you don't really ever regret what you don't buy, right? Like, you, you often regret what you haven't done in life, the experiences you haven't, uh, haven't gone and done, the places you haven't traveled, right? You don't often regret the cars that you didn't buy or whatever that may be. And so I think there, there is something to be said, and, and I will tell you, I did an episode very similar to this about six, about, uh, well, it was May. I don't know how many months ago that was. <laughs> these these months kind of blend together. But we did one of these uh, type of episodes back in May, and I had multiple people tell me that they went to their wallet and they just floored a bunch of NFTs. They put them out on the floor and they decided they wanted to sell five or six of them, stack that ETH, and they bought into a project like OG Collective, or they bought into a project like uh, CyberKongs. And I, I, I would love to follow up. So if you're one of the people that are listening to this, and you did that when I when I gave this kind of idea uh, a couple months ago. Love for you to hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know like what it, what has your experience been since you decided to, you know, rather than hold on to some of the ones that you believe will probably be good long term, you be t- decided to cut your losses now and kind of ape into the project that you love the most. Lastly, I'll say is there's also a difference between holding your dream NFT 
and getting a door into the ecosystem of that project. Like I will tell you like Moonbird's Oddities is one that I have my eyes on because it gets you into the proof proof collective entire ecosystem, right? So you get to get access to a lot of things that people that hold Moonbirds uh, of. Uh, I know Michael Stelzner, the the founder of uh, of the uh, the the crypto business conference. Uh, he holds a whole lot of Moonbirds, and he's a huge fan uh, of them. And uh, I'm you know a little slightly jealous of you know him and his Moonbirds. But I would be say that like it'd be cool to be a part of some of these projects to get into uh, their ecosystem. The last thing I'll say is that the beautiful thing about everyone's replies that the reply to this tweet was that a lot of people really just did think from it from the heart, right? Where it's like this art represents me. Like for me, that first NFT that I ever that I ever bought was the Blaze Cats NFT, which I still think is funny because he's holding a, a joint and he's standing there naked. It's a blazed cat. Um, and it's an NFT I will hold forever. You know, the NFT that gave me my aha was the Crypto Dads uh, NFT. And I still hold the Crypto Dads that I that I bought on Mint Day. I couldn't mint it because I didn't know about gas. And I screwed that all up and it sold out too quickly. But I bought it on Mint Day. And I still hold that exact one. Crypto, uh, Crypto Chicks the, was one of the first projects that I used my 3x3x3 method where I, I minted three. I sold them. I tried to stack ETH and I had my eyes on one art. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get enough ETH by trading up crypto chicks to get this one crypto chicks. That is the crypto chicks that I still hold today. Many of you know that story. It was one of the ones stolen from my wallet. The community raised, uh, our, you know, you, the listeners, raised some uh, ETH and we ended up buying back uh, that NFT after it was stolen from my wallet. So I think it's a fun experiment. Hey, we're in a bear market. Let's. Um, Let's let's sometimes uh, take a step back, have some fun, say, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, what if, or, hey, maybe I, I could think about doing this. And the other part of this is also think about that for projects that are upcoming, right? There are projects that are upcoming that might not be the sexiest or the most popular, but they might be one that you would be like, you know what, it represents what I love and care. And it's a, a project that I would gladly hold for a long time. And that might help you make a decision on if you should buy one or not buy one. So Hope you love that idea. Love to hear what your uh, decisions, what your reasonings were. And remember, try not to add the bias of what you hold, but get, you know, reply to the tweet that's in the show notes. Let us know not only, you know, what that project is, but give me a little bit of reasoning why that project is, uh, is what it is. And then maybe in season two, maybe we'll check back on this episode and I'll, I'll go back to that tweet and we'll check in on some of the projects. I, for one, know for a fact, right? You know, cool cats, doodles, world of women, boss beauties, um, you know, AI apes, uh, ape liquid. I mean, I'm bullish in all of those projects. Like I, I believe those projects will be around a year from now. Eh, I can't guarantee that, but Hey, I, I believe they will just cause I'm a damn optimist and a positive person. So hopefully you are as well. And uh, let's just manifest that our favorite NFTs are going to be here for uh, a year from now. And then we all will live uh, happy lives and we can sing Kumbaya together and uh, you know, move forward from there. So Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for jumping on this journey. Uh, a little fun, little different episode uh, than past ones. But, uh, yeah, let me know if you liked this type of episode. Uh, and, you know, maybe we'll do one. I, I did have an idea for an episode, uh, maybe the last week of, the, uh, of season one, where we drafted. I'll pick one person, and the two of us will do a draft of our top five NFTs that we would hold. And so we would just go back and forth drafting our, our favorite ones. I think that might be fun. So I might come up with something creative around drafting NFTs. Maybe I'll do it with the team uh, of the podcast or something. Maybe we'll have some fun with it. But 
Uh, as always, I appreciate each and every one of you for listening to the show. Appreciate you for sharing the show out on social. Appreciate you reviewing the show. Appreciate you subscribing. And more so than anything else, I appreciate you coming on this journey. It has ups and downs. You have to be able to take some breaks, touch some grass. But my friends, I am bullish on Web3. I believe we are, we are truly creating and, and working to reimagine a world and a future where we're able to reinvent and reimagine the digital world that we live in and maximize it so that we can find that harmony between technology and humanity. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365.